Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. It's Wednesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Holiday travel time during Thanksgiving was heavy, but here we are a month later with several holidays happening back to back. So this go-around, the travel traffic is looking like it's going to last even longer and be even heavier, starting today. My colleague Mark Levine is reporting that Chicago's airports could see nearly 3 million people pass through Midway and O'Hare from today through January 2nd. The city's Department of Aviation is predicting that O'Hare might see an almost 5% bump in passengers compared to last year, and Midway could get a 26% bump. The busiest day at O'Hare is predicted to be tomorrow and at Midway, December 27th. Air travel could be affected by a major storm hitting the Chicago area in the next few days. Right. By the way, the National Weather Service has issued a winter storm watch for tomorrow night through Saturday morning. If you're flying in the next week or so, maybe get there a little earlier than usual because TSA is expecting longer than usual lines at security checkpoints. So over the last few weeks, I've mentioned various calls to ban the sale and manufacture of assault weapons and large capacity magazines in Illinois. And actually, Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart was one of several law enforcement officials talking to state lawmakers yesterday about a proposal to do that. But opponents of the measure are promising a court fight if lawmakers do pass it. My colleague Alex Degman heard from one of those opponents, Todd Vandermeid, who's with Federal Firearm Licenses of Illinois. He told lawmakers that the U.S. Constitution protects the ownership of modern firearms like the AR-15. And we're not here to negotiate. I'm here to tell you that if... House Bill 5855 or anything remotely like it passes, we will see you in court. The bill also raises the minimum age to have a firearm owner's ID card to 21, and it extends the firearms restraining order from six months to a year. Lawmakers expect to take this up next month during their winter lame duck session. States' attorneys from around Illinois were in a Kankakee County courtroom yesterday to argue the Safety Act violates the state constitution. My colleague Mawa Iqbal has been following the story. The criminal justice reform law will, among other things, end cash bail starting January 1st. Dozens of lawsuits against the Safety Act were consolidated and moved to Kankakee. That county state's attorney, James Rowe, argued the law should have been a constitutional amendment decided by voters. The Constitution is not a grant of powers to the legislature. It is a limitation on the legislature's power. Darren Kincaid is representing the Illinois Attorney General and arguing against the suit, saying it's more of a policy disagreement than anything else. Either way, the judge plans to have a decision by the end of the month. Illinois is receiving a quarter billion dollars from the American Rescue Plan to improve broadband access statewide. It's a part of a $10 billion plan to expand high-speed Internet access through better infrastructure nationwide. U.S. Senator Dick Durbin says getting broadband into rural areas today is like trying to get electricity there 100 years ago. Without electricity, farmers and rural residents had no chance of being part of the 20th century economy. Now you see the same young people recounting their grandparents' story who are struggling to understand why they don't have access to the Internet. It's estimated that 87,000 Illinois households and businesses that don't currently have high-speed Internet access will benefit. There's also a new affordable connectivity program from the FCC that gives eligible households broadband access capped at $30 a month. And before we get to weather, a few quick hits. 
If you got kids in Chicago public schools, they're offering free rapid COVID-19 tests at every school ahead of winter break. District CEO Pedro Martinez highlighted COVID-19 resources during an online forum with the city's top doctor, Allison Arwady, yesterday. And Northwestern Memorial workers and staff gathered outside the main entrance of the downtown Chicago hospital to advocate for higher wages and safer working conditions. Workers distributed flyers saying Northwestern Medicine is not using funds wisely and that they should spend more money eradicating a staffing shortage. Northwestern Medicine has not responded to a request for comment. As for weather today, we're not going to super freeze just yet. Cloudy with a high in the low 30s. Not changing too much tonight. Still cloudy with a temperature around 29 degrees. And that's it for now. But later today, I'll talk with my colleague Indy Kara about that vacant lot on 18th in Pilsen. To some, it's a spot that's been curiously empty for years. But behind that face value is a story about gentrification, affordable housing, and preserving culture and community in the area. It can either be something that celebrates the community through open space and gathering and, of course, the housing. Or it can be something that delivers a really heavy blow to a neighborhood that has been organizing for something for so long. That's this afternoon at 2 on The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen, and I'll talk to you then. 